I hear bay water lapping with low sounds by the shore. And that could mean only one thing. Cousin Rick is calling in from Needham, Massachusetts with Rick's Tech Talk. Good morning, Cousin Rick. Good morning, R.C. Hey, hey. How's the New Year Year. treating you? Yeah, Happy New Year. Yes. How's it going so far? (laughs) Oh, it's a sunny day. Okay, a sunny day. Yeah, it's a sunny day. All the birdies singing in the trees. Sounds like Paul Simon. It could be. It could be. Yeah. But it's cold. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, But not too cold. Yeah. Well, very good. And, uh, oh, do you have a ride of the week for us? Oh, we have a ride of the week. The ride of the week is back this week after its New Year's and holiday hiatus there. And it's a stunning ride of the week indeed. The Jeep Grand Cherokee Summit Reserve Edition 4x4. It's also the Grand Cherokee L, which is the long wheelbase version. And it's a seven-inch longer wheelbase than the standard Grand Cherokee at 121.7 inches, which means you can get a third row of seats in the back. And, uh, yeah, we our vehicle seats uh, six because the second row is two uh, captain's chairs. So you get six in there. And uh, going through the specs... And well, first off, let's start. It's the exterior color is Baltic gray metallic clear coat paint, and the interior is Tupelo with Palermo leather seats. It's a kind of an orangey tan, and uh, it's uh, very elegant, very opulent inside. It's got a 5.7 liter V8 Hemi powering it. And it's got an eight-speed automatic transmission. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that Hemi puts out uh, 360 horsepower and 390, 390 pound-feet of torque, which means that you can get, uh, you can tow 7,200 pounds. Okay. And to improve mileage on the highway, it, uh, it'll deactivate. Four of the uh, four of the cylinders in the V8, hmm. and uh, yeah, going through some of the other uh, features that uh, on here, it's if I can read my very small print here. Okay, it's a four-wheel drive. It's got air suspension to. Uh, ease the ride. The rear seat has heating and cooling, which uh, was pointed out to me by uh, some of the passengers in the back on a cold night. They appreciated the seat heaters, and they also noticed it had uh, cooling cooling features on the uh, second row seats. It's got Apple CarPlay and Android Auto to hook up your devices. And uh, let's see, the front seats have back massagers, so you can you can go off roading and uh, get a massage. Okay, and it's got the multicolor LED ambient lighting inside, and some of the uh, the base price is fifty nine thousand one fifty five, but with the the Hemi engine and uh, 
the advanced technology group, which includes a head-up display and night vision. You actually have night vision for pedestrian and animal detection and a 19-speaker uh, Macintosh audio system with active noise control and a 950-watt amplifier. So it's a, a very quiet car, very nice to drive, but with all the options and the uh, destination charge, it, the total MSRP is $69,730. And uh, it's built in Detroit. The U.S.-Canadian part content is 69%. The Mexican content is 22%, and the transmission comes from Germany. Hmm. But now we, uh, you know, we know that you've got a Hemi in this, and even with an eight-speed transmission and deactivating four cylinders, the the one negative feature about the car is the the fuel economy is not uh, not uh, really there unless you want to tow in an elegant uh, style. The EPA numbers are 14 miles per gallon city, 22 highway for a combined rating of 17 miles per gallon. And, uh, well, we, we note that the, uh, if you had the diesel engine in this car, you could get the same amount of torque, roughly, you could get a little bit more torque, 420, as opposed to 390 pound-feet for roughly the same towing capacity, but you get 24 miles per gallon on the highway. But unfortunately, they don't give you the diesel option this year on uh, US on US market uh, Grand Cherokees but uh, you know it is what it is and uh, if you want to go elegant that's the way to go hmm. right now what is the definition of a hemi anyway <laughs> oh it comes back from the 60s right you know when uh, when they developed the hemi it's got a hemispherical cylinder head Rather than uh, maybe like a wedge shape or, uh, you know, well, flathead was really old, but it's a hemispherical head, which was uh, to give you more power and improve combustion. Uh -huh. Yeah. So they kept the name because it's, it's uh, evocative. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> okay, um, anything else automotive today? Oh, we got a bunch of stuff here. Okay. And, uh, you know, we can even lead into the Musk Minute with this. Okay. Okay. That uh, Tesla has record sales this year, That uh, or last year. They have record uh, sales of, uh, oh, they had uh, 900 and some odd thousand cars for the year, 300 and some for the third quarter. So they, they're... Uh, really booming along. But also in uh, Tesla news, they recalled uh, 475,000 cars for some issues, one of which on the Model 3, uh, the cable harness to the rearview camera can be damaged by opening and closing the trunk. So they're going to fix that. But that's not a really direct safety issue in my mind. You can still look the old-fashioned way and look out the window by turning your head rather than using the rear-view camera, although the rear-view camera is really nice when uh, you're maneuvering in a, in a park.
parking lot and also to see maybe uh, smaller objects and people. And the other part of the recall, some of the Model S's have a faulty front hood latch, although it's really the front trunk latch that uh, could cause the hood to open unexpectedly, although they've not had any incidents of that. So that's our auto-related Musk Minute. And again, with uh, keeping on the, the theme of Elon, that uh, SpaceX Starship, we've been ready for uh, watching this fly its first orbital flight of the world's largest rocket, but now the FAA says they won't finish their environmental impact statement for perhaps another two months. So uh, we may not see this fly until the end of March, although the way SpaceX goes, it probably wouldn't be able to fly until then because of all the checks that have to be done on both the booster and the Starship on top of it. And uh, also Elon says that the Starship upper stage, they're looking to upgrade that and go from six to nine engines and stretch it out to, to carry more payload. So uh, in going to the moon, instead of having 14 in-flight refuelings in low Earth orbit before going to the moon, they maybe would have only eight to ten, which is still quite a few, but it, it's getting there. Hmm. Yeah. And, and that's to be launched from Cape Canaveral, I presume? No, that's going to be... The first one's launching from their uh, Texas launch site in Boca Chica. Oh, it is, huh? Yeah. Okay, I, I didn't realize that that facility could accommodate the, uh, the, the big booster rocket. Yeah, they're stacking it there, and it uh, you know, it's it's a very slender-looking rocket. Hmm. So, well, you know, and the, the the lower stage is going to have upwards of 33 engines, and the upper stage is going to have um, go from six to nine. Although the first one will only have six engines. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, that's uh, a lot to get playing right together. Yeah, no kidding. Hmm. Okay, uh, what what else do you have for us today? Okay, well, staying automotive. Okay, mm -hmm. there is a company called Too Simple, and when you first read the name, you it's spelled T U capital S I M P L E, and they've demonstrated dry, uh, running a semi trailer on an 80 mile route in Arizona from Tucson to Phoenix without a driver. Okay, this is a Class Eight semi. And it was on open public roads with no intervention. And the way they did it, there was no one in the truck, but they had a lead vehicle that would drive ahead uh, looking for any maybe issues that uh, would come up. And then a trailing vehicle following behind. And then also it was uh, accompanied also by several unmarked state police vehicles. And this happened, oh, a few days ago. And uh, the company says that uh, drivers represent 40% of all trucking costs. And then the, uh, the autonomous vehicle could actually drive more fuel efficient and save 10% on fuel costs. But, uh, you know, we all know there's a, a trucker shortage lately. 
And so uh, mm-hmm. this might help ease that and uh, keep uh, keep the supply chain going. And you you know with a trucker shortage, that's what's a lot of uh, the problems with the supply chain getting enough drivers available to, to get containers out of the uh, shipping ports. Right. So, um, yeah, yep. it should be interesting to see how that develops. Right. And, uh, you know, they're looking, uh, you know, maybe the, the first application would be from city to city. And then once the truck arrives in the city, a human driver would take over to uh, do some of the tighter maneuvering and local driving. Right. Okay. Um, anything else you have for us? Yes, and we we can still say auto, stay automotive. Mm-hmm. The uh, you know since we flipped over into a new year, it's also uh, a new model year for for cars, and uh, several cars are being discontinued that uh, no longer available will be. Uh, Mostly small gas-powered cars, although for some reason Honda is uh, discontinuing the Clarity Hybrid and electric car. Um, maybe it's uh, too small a vehicle, but uh, you know because Honda says they're going all electric in uh, ten years or so. So you know you might see something come back to replace the Clarity. Hyundai is getting rid of the Veloster, which. Uh, is a three three door hatchback, so maybe it's too small and too kind of quirky in looks. But at the same time, there's kind of a cult following for the performance version of that, the N series. So that's going to stay in production, although who knows for how long. Uh, we talked about this before. Mazda is getting rid of the Mazda six midsize sedan, although they. The scuttlebutt in the industry is that they will have a replacement for that within a year or two. And they're also getting rid of the CX-3, which is a small SUV. And uh, Toyota is uh, getting rid of canceling their Land Cruiser, which is a uh, fairly nice-sized SUV, but it's kind of... uh, a little dated in style, kind of long in the tooth, so they're getting rid of that. Volkswagen is stopping production on the Passat and going to and the Chattanooga plant. They're going to all-electric, uh, the ID4 electric vehicle, but uh, Volkswagen is giving uh, in, enthusiasts for the Passat sedan a special Chattanooga edition before they close the production line. And finally, Volvo is uh, killing their V60 and V90 station wagons, but they'll also be continuing production of those styles in the what they call the cross-country version, which is for more rough-roading, not off-roading, which is basically the same car but standing higher with all-wheel drive so those are uh, vehicles which we can say goodbye to hmm. all right you have uh, anything else for us today yeah we we, uh, we talked about the Webb space telescope right which is on its way to its final uh, l2 uh, orbiting point around the earth uh, or around the sun out from the earth 
And so far, the mission's going well. The sun shields have been deployed, and uh, so things seem to be going well. Maybe by next week, we'll have a, a full deployment of all the systems and the mirrors, and they'll begin uh, checking out the, the electronics and the equipment on board. So that's uh, one item. And also, we've got a uh, rogue Russian rocket upper stage that is... Uh, they launched their uh, new Angora heavy lift rocket oh, about a week or so ago, back in December, and the upper stage didn't fire its uh, its second burn, so it's it didn't go to a geosynchronous orbit. It's in low Earth orbit, and it uh, the latest I heard, it's due to impact uh, Wednesday night somewhere, but uh, I haven't seen where it might be. This thing is. It's 40, uh, 40 tons, but most of a uh, good chunk of that is propellant. So once the thing breaks up, the uh, the propellant will be uh, expelled, and so it will be less uh, less heavy. Yeah. So look up on uh, Wednesday night. I was going to say there could, <laughs> could be some fireworks in the sky. <laughs> yes, and then uh, finally in, in space, uh, the uh, International Space Station is set to. Uh, be uh, decommissioned and uh, brought down out of orbit around 2028. Hmm. NASA is looking to uh, avoid the expense of uh, maintaining this station and go to private uh, smaller space stations that'll be they can rent space on. Uh, we're looking at uh, stations that Lockheed Martin and Jeff Bezos Blue Origin are working on. And so uh, then we have the Chinese space station, which is being built in orbit, and Russia has said that they're going to launch another uh, smaller station between now and now and uh, the end of the decade. So that's what we're looking at in space. So that's a wrap. All right. That's a wrap. Glad we could get together. Glad we could get together. Cousin Rick. All right. That was Cousin Rick calling in from Needham, Massachusetts with Rick's Tech Talk, a regular feature of the Newtopian Dream.